Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We're your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I am Jen Romolini. And it's an October day in the middle of the month. We're both in a little bit of a mood. Totally. But fighting it, fighting it. Fighting it, fighting it. But also, this is going to come out on Halloween. Oh, my. And I've been thinking a lot about what it is to live in an adult house of horrors. Like, I've, <laughs> like I've been thinking about, like, like, you ever have one of those days where it's just like, I currently... Our toilet is running and we can't, we keep jiggling the handle. We can't get it like, so we have to deal with that. Like I have to call a plumber to deal with it. All the, all of my rudimentary toilet knowledge is, is been, it's, it's, nothing's working. Right. And then like one of our burners on the, on the stove, like if you turn it on low, it just shoots gas out. So like that needs to be dealt with. And yes. like, there's like a lingering, like it's only one of the burners. It's only if you turn it on low, but it doesn't go to low anymore. There's like a lingering, like annoying tax thing I have to deal with. Like my auto pay on something just shut down for no reason. So I'm getting charged late fees. It's like that, like, I really picture it. Like when you're a kid walking through like the haunted house, the gauntlet. (laughs) Yes. It's the adult haunted house. It's like, you're walking through and it's just like fucking monsters are just bumping out at you at all times. (laughs) That's so funny. You should say that because I think that is how I'm feeling today. Like yeah. the, the dishwasher is broken. Oh, fuck. Yeah. The dishwasher is broken. I know my wonderful landlord, Donna, who I love, will fix it for me. But first, she will expect me to look through the insur- instruction manual and try to fix it myself, which is only fair. Right. Fair enough. And I'm like, and so I dug out the instruction manual. But, you know, it's it. I have not yet done that. Yeah. I have appointments I've got to make. Yeah. Got appointments, things I got to cancel, things I got to do. Yeah, it is. It isn't the adult house of horrors. That makes a lot it of is. sense. It's yeah. the adult, adult house of horrors, adult haunted house. And the I moths have... and our moths. No, tell me. Update. Moths update. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a sweater today, a cashmere sweater that doesn't have any holes in it. That was in the same closet with the it's a go figure. They don't, they just, they just pick, it's just random what they choose. They just, I've had this happen. <laughs> it is random. Like the sleeves of this Vince sweater I have are just gone. Oh my God. I mean, they're not literally gone, but they're holy as can be. Like, what was it about that sweater that was especially enticing? I canceled a doctor's appointment this week. I canceled a doctor's appointment at 42 hours instead of 48 hours. And the rule is 48 hours, and I got charged the full amount of the doctor's appointment. And I fucking emailed the doctor, and I was like, come on. And yeah, he was really. like, "Like, but basically, he was like, you're an adult, and these are my rules. Like, you must follow them. And it's, you know, it's it's all that shit. I had lab work, I had blood work taken four weeks ago. It's The results were supposed to be in within a week. It's not a big deal. It's like to check my hormone levels. But like... It's a month ago. I've already followed up once. I have to follow up again. Like, obviously, these are like good problems to have of the problems in the world. Like, 
but they're just fucking a constant annoyance. It's just a fucking game of whack-a-mole and you're just like, bam, bam. Oh, there it goes again. Bam. bam. Yep. That's adult life though. That is adult life. And like, but like being a kid isn't that great either. No, I would have no desire to go back to my childhood. No, no. Being a tween, being a teen. Oh, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I saw this. You know, I think that Tina Fey is secretly a mean girl, but she, I did see some very funny thing that reminded me of you. Have I already told you this? But no, she, but you know, I went to high school with Tina Fey. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes. Um, she was on some talk show and she was saying, having a teenager in your house mm-hmm. is like, your seventh grade crush living in your house because you walk up to them and you're, you know, you knock on the door really quietly and you're just sort of like, yeah, a bunch of us are going to have dinner. <laughs> you know, if you feel like it, come, if you feel like it, otherwise just stay there. It's fine. <laughs> Tina Fey is, I, you know, in high school, she was like anybody, like we were all trolls, disgusting, like mean, bitches. <laughs> but uh, she's so smart. I just finished watching, um, which is a fun show to watch with a kid. I don't know if it would have been fun like on my own, but I watched the entirety of Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's not, it's like the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And it was a really actually fun, like you look for shows like you can watch with your kid. It was a really fun show to watch with a kid. And it had a lot of layered jokes mm-hmm. um, about New York, but also like things that I really, like if you come from the exact same place as someone you kind of, you're like, oh, I know where that reference is from, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's kind of fun. Um, But yeah, I finished watching that. Yeah, I should, I mean, I I, I don't know. I just have this suspicion and it's based in part on how, and I'm not a huge Lena Dunham fan, but Mm -hmm. there was a a, a show that she and Amy, I guess it was the Golden Globes that they were um, co-hosting and they just made some jabs at Lena Dunham about always being naked and things that felt, that just felt like, oh, wow, that doesn't, that doesn't feel that nice. And then I remembered the episode of 30 Rock where Liz goes back to her high school reunion and she's like, everybody hated me. I was a zero. And everyone's like, you were the meanest person. Yes, that's accurate. But I think she's problematic. I think, well, look, I think she's problematic for all sorts of reasons. I mean, Kimmy Schmidt, I had to keep saying to my kid while we were watching, I was like, that's a fat phobic joke. That's really fat phobic. That's not the way we should talk about bodies. That's not the way we should think about bodies. There's the whole thing that she did about, um, what was his name? Dr. Brandt. Oh yes. I, I was just talking about this over the weekend. The, the caricature of Dr. Brandt, who was the, the doctor to go to for your injections. Totally. Um, I can't overstate how much everybody worshiped him. Um, but he was a man who had had a lot done to his face and, um, they did a, a cruel caricature of him cruel, on that show. Cruel, cruel, cruel. Absolutely. And it may be a coincidence, but it may not that Dr. Brandt killed himself not long after that happened. Well, if you listen to that podcast about yep. him, they said that that was a contributing factor. I mean, look, that's not that's not the reason. Like, you can't blame a show for somebody's mental health. But No, like, no. He clearly suffered from depression. Yes. But, like, what we put out into the world matters, and yeah. cr- cruelty, I, I think you're right. Like it, you don't have to punch down or punch sideways or, you know, you don't, it's, it's, it's not appropriate. It's just not anyway, but I did go to high school with her and Kimmy Schmidt, which my kid was already watching and I'll take any opportunity to have, um, you know, just to have time where my child wants to, to spend <laughs> with me mm-hmm. and not with a screen on, on their own. So um, so yeah, but speaking of shows that I'm watching that I love right now, yes, Rami, have you watched Rami? No. What is Rami? Okay. Rami is like this amazing, amazing show. It's by, um, God, I'm forgetting the guy who makes it. Cause he's not the important part to me. He's, he's great. His name is Rami. He's an actor and maybe a comedian. I don't know, but he, it's a show about a family in New York mm-hmm. and, the real star of it for me is the actress. Um, I think her name is Hiyam Abbas. Hiyam Abbas, I think is her name. And you know her because she plays Marsha Roy on Succession. Oh, yes, yes. And she's like a French Palestinian actress. And she's just sort of stunningly elegant in Succession, right? But yeah. in Rami, she's this aging housewife grappling with her immigrant, her, her life as an immigrant, her life as a, a wife, her, her life as a woman who's aging. And 
her wife, her life as a person who's like getting out of touch with the world and what did she do with her life? Mm-hmm. And it's whenever there are episodes that are focused on her, it's so like beautiful and true to life and, and heartbreaking. And she is, I love her so much. And Rami, I just find to be just, it's such a smart show. I think wow. you'll really like it. You should watch it. It was not something that I, I was like, oh, that's a show for the kids for some reason. And I started watching. I was like, this show is fucking really, really smart. And she's particularly good in it. I love her. Yes, I she's, do too. She's a fantastic character. Yes. Well, my mother told me to watch a show. And I don't know if I think it's good at all, although it's gotten good reviews. And I am very curious what you would think about it. It's called Extraordinary Attorney Wu. It's okay. Korean. It's okay. Korean. And it's about a young woman who is um, neurodivergent. And mm-hmm. just graduated from law school. She's like a legal genius who could okay. memorize things from a very young age. Okay. And on the one hand, I think it's like, it's not good because it sort of treats her neurodivergence like she's a manic pixie dream. Oh, yeah, yeah, girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah, yeah, bit yeah, yeah, yeah. like, ooh, she just seems magical around the edges. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but, I do. Um, but in other ways, it, it's like, it's kind of amazing to see somebody, you know, portraying something that you don't see portrayed very often. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, I would, I would, I would like to watch that. I don't like that whole, I mean, I don't like any of those like manic pixie. Like I really Mm -hmm. think that was like a, a whole new thing that we haven't discussed enough as a culture, like that just fucked us up. Like, Oh, I'm just so, you know, (laughs) I'm just so zany and I just don't have it together and I'm so adorkable, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Um, what else is going on with you? Well, the other day I was walking down the street, walking the dog first thing in the morning Hmm. and this woman's walking towards me and I can tell she's staring at her phone. She doesn't see me and she's walking right towards me. So I'm like, fuck her. I'm not moving. And so she banged into me and apologized and made me fall down. (laughs) No! I fell down on the street. It was like instant karma. Instant karma. Oh, okay. Wait a second. How, okay. How hard did she hit you? How, at what speed was she going? Well, I think it was, I mean, I was feeling a little hostile at this point. So it may have been, and she would look like she was walking to work. So I think we both had, you know, decent speed. Okay. Okay. And how did you fall? Backwards, forwards, on a knee, on your butt? What was the- Kind of on my side. Okay. Kind of on my side. Oh, I know it was, but it was, it was like one of those things like, you know, just let go of the hostility towards the people who stare yes. at their phone as they're walking down the street. Maybe they have to do that because their boss is already in the office and they're like troubleshooting who the fuck knows. But like that mindset, that part of me, and I know that you can be that way too, where I was just like, I'm not fucking moving. This bitch isn't watching where she's going. Oh, it's so hard when you like somebody's like, it's like, that's almost like somebody stepping to you, you know, in a way like Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, although that person was oblivious, but when someone, I feel like somebody steps to me, I mean, this is just, this is, these are all trauma responses, right? So there's, there's, there's fight, there's flight, there's freeze, there's fawn. That's a fourth one they just added where you're just like, (laughs) I need to be nice all the time, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to fight. It's just the way I am. I'm the way I'm yeah. built. And it's like, don't poke the fucking bear, man. I mean, this lady didn't know, but you know. She was oblivious. Poor, poor lady. I had a situation yesterday where I was coming out of a meeting in Hollywood. Oh, sounds so much <laughs> more important than it is. But I, it, it, that's just where it happened to be located. It was not a Hollywood meeting. And I was getting, I'd gotten in my car and I saw this woman coming toward my car. And she looked like a totally normal woman, probably like, five or 10 years older than me. But I was like, this is weird. This woman is just sort of coming toward my car on the street. It was nobody else was on the street. So she, I I rolled down my window and she was like, do you know where Formosa is, which is a street in Los Angeles? And I was like, I don't, I'm so sorry. I don't know where it is. And she was like, well, it's not your fault. You don't have to be sorry. And started walking away. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I should help her. I should. So I started like Googling like where Formosa was and it took me a minute to pull up the map and everything. So then she's halfway down the street and I see she's like looking into all of the doors of all of the houses, like as she's walking down. Hmm. And 
I turned my car around and I pulled up next to her and I said, so Formosa is just like three blocks away. Just keep going straight. You're going to have to, you know, turn left here and then just go straight after that. And I pointed out to her and I said, it's like a, it's like a 10 minute walk. I said, if that, and she said, I've been walking for hours. And I was like, oh fuck. And I had that moment of like, should I let this lady in my car? Oh, Jen, so what did you do? No, I didn't. I was like, well, it's not that far. Hopefully you'll find it. I didn't, but I had this like real crisis of conscience because I was like, should I drive her? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I think that life gives you moments like that, that you're just destined to not feel good about yourself after. Yeah, because I didn't drive her because I couldn't because she just seemed off, and I was like, no. There was definitely the, saying saying the thing she said to you. She seemed like she was agitated at the very least. And I just was like, well, is this the begin? Like, but then I was like, well, what's she going to do to me? But then it was just it was just one of those situations. Like, I always want to be the person who helps. And I just, anyway, I left it, I left the situation deeply unsatisfied. I did direct her in the right direction and I could have just left. So I took one step, but really, I think the most compassionate thing to do would have been like, Hey, I'll give you a ride. But then also then I would have been in her weird, then I would have been in her potentially crazy orbit. Who knows what could have happened? I mean, I'm just thinking there is a horrible story that I'm not going to retell the details of that happened to a girl. I'm not even going to say where, because I read it. I was looking on the New York Post app, which was my first mistake. Okay, okay. Where if the world, like, if the world wants to read as hysterical to you as it feels, pick up the New York Post. Um, but no, don't, don't, don't do things like that. I think you gotta, you know, and there are ways to be decent, which you were. Yeah. Following up with her, telling her what the where how to get to Formosa. Yeah. Yeah. Was decent. Letting her in your car. I mean, my mom used to do things like that. Like let a homeless woman come use the bathroom in her apartment. Right. And I don't think you get to feel like, I don't think you have to feel like an asshole if you're also thinking in terms of self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was speaking. Speaking of the world, since this is going to come out on Halloween, I do want to remind everyone, since we have a bit of a platform um, to vote, I've been thinking a lot about the midterms and I've been thinking a lot about the Republicans taking control of the house even. Yeah. Um, And we have to vote. We have to vote. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. As far as I can tell, we have to get out there and it's like, and you know, Democrats or whoever, you know, non-Republicans tend to get out there after a crisis, like after yes. the midterms. So the next midterms will go well. The next presidential election will go well. But the, I feel like it takes it takes a lot. Like they had to take abortion away. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. And, um, and you know, it's like everyone I, I'm hearing, I'm reading all of these things. I'm listening to all of these things. And people are very upset about the economy. Like I'm very upset about the economy. I fucking hate inflation. But yeah, like, it's awful. It's not Joe Biden's fault that Saudi Arabia is shutting down giving us gas. And it's not Joe Biden's fault that what's going on in the Ukraine and we can't get any greens anymore. And it's not like all of these things, like I have I have my many issues with Joe Biden, but like the Republicans are worse. Like it's, it's just worse. And like, I don't want to get into politics too much, but we're not going to have abortion anymore. We're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I read this thing there. I mean, and also the crazy, and I, I know that there are people out there who are Republicans and decent people. And I think it's important for us to remember that people, you know, people can be good people and disagree with you about very emotional issues but I did, but there's this like conspiracy, they, they go for the conspiracy theories. Like I was just reading about how there is a, there's a rumor that all of these Republicans are talking about that schools in America are now having cat litter for students who identify as cats. That's not true. That's not true. That, it's just not true. It's not, not true. true. And they went and all these people, they investigated and they were like, listen, like in the furry community, if that's what you're talking about, they don't even have litter boxes at their conventions. This just isn't a thing. But also it's just so degrading and it's so degrading, like equating gender identity with furry. 
is just so it's so degrading. It's it's, it's like cynical. It, it's cynical. It just turns it turns people into a joke. It's pathetic. It's that's what it is. Anyway, but let's go back. Just I want to say, if you don't know where you're voting next week, figure it out. If you if you can vote early, vote early. That makes it so much easier. Just vote. I just want to remind everyone it's coming up. It's November. When is the election day? November eighth. Vote. Vote. Yeah. Vote. Vote. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about my hair. Okay. <laughs> because I, I I need to talk about it. So I realized. I cannot just be a victim to this this new thin, this new weird thin, wiry, silvery, whatever's going on with my hair. It's it's both greasy and dry. It's thin and lifeless. It's limp. It's dull. It's like <laughs> every adjective that's like the before in the shampoo commercial. And fuck pros because pros do not anybody, don't anybody get lured like I did by the Instagram ads of pros. Did not help at all. Made my hair worse. I realize what I need is like texturing products. I need products that give my hair texture. And I found a new one, which is supposed to be a, um, a dry shampoo. I think it's called powder. It's by hair story. And I've just been putting it on the roots of my hair and it makes my hair just look fuller and it gives it some body because it's just fucking laying on my head. And I found a bald spot on the side of my head the other day. Oh, I have bald spots in the back of my head. It's because of how your hair whirls, you know? Oh. I know. It's sobering. It's alarming. I took a picture of it with my phone, and then I was like, why do I want this on my phone? I don't ever want to look at this again. I don't want to see that I have a bald spot that I that's hidden. Nobody could see it unless I lift my hair up. Let's take a quick break from some ads. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once-daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks 
more juicy, I guess is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Ah. Okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. Oh, can we talk about something? Yes, maybe, go ahead. maybe you won't be interested in this. They yes. just and I, I I used to watch some Real Housewives shows. I'll admit it. Okay, I did. Oh, okay. I want to talk about this. Yes, go ahead, go go. Um, but I haven't in years. But you know, I read page six, so I follow things. Right. And they yes. announced the new cast of Real Housewives of New York yesterday. And among the new housewives is Jenna Lyons of like. You know, J. Crew fame. Yes, transforming J. Crew. She transformed J. Crew. I mean, I think in the end it got a little sticky, but I do think oh, yeah. that she that that she was she's obviously a very talented person. Yes. In the end though, in the end though, it was like one too many rhinestones, in my opinion. A little too much. The statement jewelry was stating altogether oh, too loudly. It was, just, it was just like it was like, just throw more rhinestones, throw it on a sweater. Throw it on your pants. How about your hair? <laughs> I just like, remember like at Lucky, there was a certain period of time at Lucky where there was always one woman on staff wearing camouflage pants and a striped shirt. Yes. Wow. That is a recall right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. There was always yes. someone every day yes. Um, yes. during that time. But anyway, Jenna Lyons, who's had a huge career, is going to be a real housewife. And I don't understand like, I think, I think the world doesn't understand. Like, she has said, like, the phone did not ring off the hook for her when she left J. Crew. She thought she'd get a lot of calls, and she didn't. So maybe it just feels like something that I wouldn't have charted with her, like, at all. But also, isn't the whole prep? Okay, fun fact. I've never watched one episode of Real Housewives. I have, like, a real aversion to that kind of aggressive it's gross drama woman because mm-hmm. I grew up around a lot of them I can't I just can't but isn't the whole point if my understanding is correct of the real housewives isn't the entire point that they are rich housewives and their spouses are like incredibly wealthy like wasn't like it's like Kelsey Grammer's wife yeah right I mean right is Jenna Lyons partner like a very wealthy person I or are they just they've breaking the form? They've moved away from that. Even in the Real Housewives of Orange County, like on the original staff, when I did watch it, when it first came out, okay. the original cast, um, like Vicky ran an insurance company. Okay. So she was married, but she was actually more successful than her husband. So there's always been some. Okay. 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 Um, and like Bethany, Bethany was also on Real House of New York and she became super famous. Oh, for the grossest. For the grossest. Skinny girl margaritas. Yeah. For the every skinny girl, every skinny thing. Yeah. But back to Jenna Lyons. I guess it's a good career move. I don't know. Is she doing it ironically? I mean, the thing about Real Housewives is that it's all, and it's why I don't like Andy Cohen. I'm really talking shit about people today. You're having, we're having a, it's like, it's the it's day, it's, it's, it's the haunted house day. <laughs> it is. The we're just ghouls. We're ghouls. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible ghoul. Wait, who was I just talking about? Who was, oh, Andy Cohen. Because yeah, yeah. the whole premise of all of these shows is just for the women to fight with each other. And if you don't create yes. it, and you know, the producers tell you like, you know, create your share of drama or you're not going to be here yes. long. And you have to have like a catchphrase, I think. You have to have a catchphrase, all of that. So I wonder like, is she doing it ironically? Because she's going to get, I mean, if she's on for more than one season, it's going to be because she's good at fighting with people. And it just seems like, I don't know. I just don't understand. I don't know, but I will say it's a genius move because it was the first thing I was like, I want to watch that kind of person get into a fight with those kind of ladies. It was the first time that I thought, huh, maybe I'll start. Yeah, you know, I think that this, they replaced the entire staff of the Real Housewives of New York. Okay. And I think that maybe they're doing like the new Real Housewives is going to be the woke Real Housewives. Okay. I mean, I guess I, woke is now such like a problematic word because it's like, a, it's like I know, a weird it's dog. Been taken- it's like a, well, it's a weird dog whistle now. It's like they're just, you know, 
Republicans are using woke to mean all kinds of hideous things, you know? You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, you know, it reminds me of when I was in college in the eighties and the expression politically correct had become popular. And I remember thinking like when I was at Oberlin, like politically correct, that's cool. Yes. Yes. But no, everything's changing and becoming horrible. Um, you know, I was thinking about the other day, since this is just our, our ghoul episode, <laughs> I was thinking about, well, I don't even know if this is ghoulish. I was thinking about like getting in adult trouble. Like, I feel like <laughs> I still like, for example, last year I accidentally got a sunburn and I happened to have a dermatologist appointment that week. And I went in because it was my mole check, whatever. And I, my dermatologist was like, what, like, basically like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, why are you even coming here with this sunburn? Like, I don't want to see this. Or like when you go to the dentist and they're like, are you flossing? And you're like, yeah, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. Oh, I've got a thousand of those. In fact, I think like the the whole idea of adult trouble, like really informs my entire existence. Yes. Yes. My entire existence and, and, and why, you know, I still, I mean, I obviously feel like a grown up. I'm 58 years old, but there are ways in which I do not feel like I have achieved adulthood. Yeah. No, I know. Like lame, lame shit. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I think this is one of those episodes where we're going to get some comments that are like, I liked it before they were bitching all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I suppose, well, we could, you know, okay, here's here's a topic. Okay, go. Here's a topic. I'm in a cooking rut. Oh. I'm in a cooking rut. I'm trying not, you know, we cook a fair amount, but not all the time, but takeout Mm -hmm. has gotten so prohibitively expensive here. Oh, really? Takeout just, I mean, the delivery fees are high. There's been inflation on all the restaurant menus. It's hard to order takeout for two people and have it, unless it's from like Falafel Shack Mm -hmm. and have it cost, you know, from a decent, decent place, not a great place, a decent place and have it cost less than a hundred dollars. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, like we got two burgers the other day. It, I mean, you know, it just crazy. So I'm so I'm looking to cook more. <laughs> I know, I, and I feel like I I, I want to like eat more things that were recently in the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So wait, what are your go tos for cooking? This is interesting. My go tos: um, meatloaf. Okay. All right. I, love a, I love a meatloaf, make it with like, you know, sometimes with turkey and veal, sometimes with ground beef and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all very hearty fare when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Shepherd's pie. Mm-hmm. I recently mastered the chicken pot pie. Mm-hmm. I make these chicken um, cutlets that okay. are very good. I can make a fish stew, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I just, I need some, I need listeners Go on the Facebook page, please, and send me recipes. I need new, slightly healthier than those things recipes. I think you need like some sheet pan recipes. Sheet pan, yeah, I know sheet pan makes it all seem very simple. It's it, it does. I mean, I make a lot of chicken and vegetables. Like that is really what I most every night of, of that I cook, and I cook most nights. It's chicken and vegetables of some sort. Mm-hmm. It's like a chicken and vegetable soup, or it's you know. Broccoli rabe and chicken and pasta with some Parmesan cheese. Right. Uh, Or it's, you know, or I also use a lot of beans. I make lentil soup a lot, but it's mostly, I make lentil soup with like some chopped up carrots and they all throw some spinach in at the end. I make a lot of things with, I think you just need maybe some new flavor, flavor profiles. I do. Like get some tahini going or get some smoked paprika or like, Get something going that you like the flavor of. Yeah. Or like curries or something, you know? Yeah, curry's not hard to make. No, it's really not. You can make it with vegetables. Well, I live with somebody who needs meat, not meat beef, but needs some kind of protein at every meal. The Alex is like that as well. I don't need that, but Alex does. So I usually make chicken or salmon with X. I I don't really fuck with large mammals. I just don't. I just don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so maybe just maybe how about roasting a chicken too? That's fun. It is. And I even over COVID, I learned how to spatchcock a chicken, which means that you you could cook it in like no time at all, but it is quite disgusting. The like, if, because you're cutting out 
the chicken's spine. Yeah, you have to cut out the, you have to just like not think about it. You just need to brutally, like you need to, to brutalize, be okay with brutalizing the chicken, which you're fucking eating it anyway. I mean, which you're eating anyway and has already been brutalized. And so I have one of those stand up um, French roasters. roasters and I love it so much. It's like a ceramic um, roaster and you just put the chicken on it. And like the thing is, like it is like the the, the poor indignity for the chicken. Every time I look at it, <laughs> shove it on this this like stand, and it's just like standing up. Like and I'm like, oh sorry, chicken, but that's easy because you can just throw some vegetables in the bottom of it. You don't even have to do shit to that's it. That's true, and the fat cooks the vegetables. The fat cooks the vegetables, and they're delicious. And then you just braise some kale, put some, you know, and you're done. Or you make like a little green salad, and you're done. So, so can I ask you a question? Cause it is Halloween on the day that yes. this is going to air. Yeah. How do you feel about adults wearing costumes? I don't love the thing that was Halloween for, let's say most of us ladies, which is like sexy anything. I yeah. don't like, I don't like Halloween used as an excuse to just be sexy. To dress like just, a slut. Yeah. Yes. Just be like, Oh, I'm a sexy bat or whatever the fuck it is. You know? Um, I think a clever costume, fine. I'm not like the hugest costume person. Alex and I, every year, because we have a child, Alex dresses like the cat in the hat and I dress as thing one every single year. (laughs) Are you kidding? That's hilarious. For the past like 10 years. Didn't you guys once, was it you, like you had a really genius Ghostbusters? Oh yes. When Charlotte, when Charlotte was a baby, Alex and I both dressed as Ghostbusters and we had Charlotte as the ghost on in the baby Bjorn on Alex's chest with the Ghostbuster sign going going around Charlotte. It was our best costume of all time. That I remember. We weren't even in touch when I saw that on social media and I was like that it was we were legends in Brooklyn. We had we knew we had the we knew we had the best costume that year. But um you know I mean when you have a kid it's different. You kind of just when you have a little kid you just kind of want to be fun for them. I mean I'm all yeah. for wearing like a witch hat to like give out a candy do you give out candy no you don't no why <laughs> um because you really i mean i i I, thought I would do it this year it might be fun mm-hmm. to do it today you know or what is going to be today right um i get halloween when i was in my like late 20s early 30s it was always a day I love because I love seeing the little kids in their costumes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they're fucking cute. That's just they're some so quality cute. cuteness. Yes, it's the best. But for I, I had years when Halloween was really hard for me when, you know, I wouldn't look on social media the few days afterward because it just made me really sad about not having a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now I don't, you know, now it's like that's you know, that pain will always be there, but it's not acute. It's, it's, it's just a, like a, a, a sprain you live with or something, you yeah, know? Yeah. 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 So it doesn't, it doesn't. And, oh, you know what else it is though? Well, the other thing that doesn't bum me out about not being a parent anymore is parents are so much younger than me. Yes. Yes. Parents of small children are so much younger than me. Right. And most of, most of us are almost finished with like the active days of parenting and that like adorable, like, Oh, just smushy little baby bumblebee, whatever. Those are like, mm-hmm. those days are over for most of our peers. Yeah. So you don't decorate, you don't decorate for Halloween. I'm assuming. No, I don't decorate for Halloween. There are times in my life when I lived in buildings and you mm-hmm. would have to sign up downstairs. And I lived mm-hmm. in buildings that didn't have a lot of kids. And I just felt like there wasn't going to be much traffic. But here we could just sit on the stoop and yeah, you might have fun. Out. I have, I currently have a, um, a surfing skeleton that I made. I got a surfboard and I have a skeleton with a Hawaiian shirt on. Um, <laughs> surfing outside of my house with light. And there are children who walk by every day and, and, and delight in it. I I'm big on Halloween. Maybe you'll make that permanent. Maybe that's it. Well, just, well you know what? He'll, he'll just become like a Santa skeleton. Like, look, the thing is we just never fucking take shit down. So he'll become a Santa uh-huh. skeleton. And then like, he'll become a Valentine's day skeleton. He's never leaving that surfboard. I mean, I rigged that shit up. <laughs> that was a, <laughs> That was hilarious. That was a long one. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me because even now having an older kid, I look back with some sadness like, oh, that was so that was so cute and so fun. That was like one of 
all, not all of parenting is, you know, a lot of parenting is thankless, but like Halloween, it's genuine. It, it was genuinely fun for a couple of years there. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And now it's just like you have a kid and you're like terrified because they're like, I want to trick or treat. And you're like, oh, are you old enough to be on the streets of LA trick or treating alone? I don't want you near me. You know, that whole thing. Now it's like, right. now it's all a different, a different thing, but that makes sense. Halloween. Um, oh God, did you see that article in the times about the clitoris? (laughs) A whole fucking article about the clitoris and how they don't, they don't study it. I know, but it was like the the headline was like half of the population has a clitoris. Why aren't we studying it? And it's like, no shit. (laughs) Yeah, I know it was a little, but it had some really interesting and alarming information in it. And I mean, the headline really is don't operate on your vagina unless you absolutely have to like labiaplasties, which are the most Mm. popular emerging plastic surgery in the world. Oh my God. Like women, women lose their clitoral sensation. Women have surgeries. There were women in this article who had surgeries, not labiaplasties, medical things that really needed to happen and woke up from surgery and could no longer have orgasms. Oh, God. I mean, and it's not uncommon. And the doctors are always very dismissive when women bring these things up. No, I saw I saw something in it that was like, um, in medical school, the clitoris was mentioned, but that was it. It was just like, oh, know what this is. Yeah. And the, te- the clitoris has like underneath in your skin, it has tendrils and tentacles and like everyone's is different. And they're just going in there and like, you know, it, it, it's... It's really, I mean, it is one of the, you're right about the headline. It is one of those like on the nose New York Times headlines that could have used a little more subtlety. Yes. Well, yes. But it could, well, because it was like, why aren't we studying it? And it's like, <laughs> dude, we know why it's, we're, not it's, it's, we're not saying it because of who, who has them. Like, yeah. if, this, if this was, if this was on the male body, we would know every single thing about it. Just like we know every single thing about dicks and foreskin and all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm, I'm finding, I'm feeling like I'm a very, this is nothing to do with clitorises. I'm feeling like, <laughs> um, I'm feeling like a very uninteresting person, you know, because my focus is just so primarily on, on work and just like doing that. And I'm just like, I want to be more interesting. Do you know what I mean? I find you, I think, yeah, I I don't think you have to worry on that front. You're plenty interesting, but I understand the, I understand the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is that I want. Like I'm turning 50 in very few months and I'm like, what do I want? Do I want to travel? Do I want, like, what do I want? What do I, what is, what am I craving? What experiences am I craving? It's like getting those moments of your life where you're just like, I don't know, out to dinner, eh. like, you know, like, yeah, clothes, no, I do know. Eh. Clo- like, what do I fucking want? I totally understand. I totally understand. But just thinking that way, what do I want can be so paralyzing. Yeah, it's like more like you think what, what is what you're saying that it should be more instead of like, what do I want? Like, let it sort of just come to you. Well, or let it, you know, see what see what comes comes down the pike. And right see where you find yourself organically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Like we have, we have plans two different nights this week with people. Oh God. (laughs) And I'm just like, do I even know how to do that anymore? Yes. 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 That's really true. That's really true. I have been thinking that I think that we should do a live everything is fine show in London (laughs) <laughs> I don't do great idea I don't know if we have any UK listeners but I feel like we do and I want to take this show on the road I mean probably we should just do it in New York first but um I want to start doing some live EIF shows I feel like that might be fun I think it could be really fun and I'm also as you know going to be on the west coast around Christmas time oh that's true that's true but I don't know if anybody in nobody in LA comes to anything and it would be so fucking sad for us to be sitting in a location together, just to with nobody there, twiddling our thumbs. No, that would be very. That would be a very bad. Well, there has to be some way of gauging interest. The thing is, there could be, but the thing is, if people in LA they will RSVP, they will pay for a ticket, 
they still won't come. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Angelinos are notorious for not showing up. I thought, because we always threw really good parties in Los Angeles for Lucky. Really? And I was always told, like, nobody throws parties here. So when we when someone throws a party, everybody shows up. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe we have to have a um, a party. An EIF party. An EIF party. I don't know. Um, we did this whole show without listener questions and without with no props. Basically, we just did a whole. <laughs> we did a, We did a whole show. Um, we can read. You know what we should do? We should read some reviews. Yes, we should read some reviews. I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm so sorry, listeners, if we sound low energy. Are we a total bummer today? I can't tell. I can't tell. (laughs) I feel, I I don't know. I mean, maybe this is interesting. Sometimes I'm like, is this irresponsible to be recording? (laughs) 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 Like, I don't have, I'm not fit for human consumption. Like, you know? Um, Okay. All right. Should we read some reviews? Let's read some reviews. Okay. This is from said fan. This episode was the best. You had me laughing out loud. So relatable. Thanks for all the recommendations for podcasts and books, which several people pointed out, by the way, side note that I did not put in the show notes because I still don't really get what I'm supposed to put in show notes. (laughs) And Kim, congratulations. So happy to hear you may be getting married. Keep up the good work, ladies. Love it. Tammy. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. And yes, I feel like I just let you say you were getting married a couple weeks ago and didn't even like, because I already knew. So it was like, I knew. So I wasn't like, I wasn't going to be like, oh my God. (laughs) No, it's true. You couldn't fake that. No, I couldn't fake that. But I am very happy for you. It is exciting. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not technically engaged yet or anything, but I do think that that's the thing that's going to happen. I think it is too. Okay, here's one from Chelsea Fairless. Yes. Gen X Excellence. Kim, please digitize your archives because we need to know what you wrote about Tori Amos and Spin Magazine in 1994. Much love to you both. Thank you, Chelsea. I, I, I have, I, I've been looking through my clips. I've actually been kind of on a, on a little bit of a journey mm-hmm. through yesterday. So it's not impossible that one day those will show up, but thank you for that. Yeah, you should digitize them and put them on a website. It would be so fun. (laughs) Okay. Listening from abroad, and this is from In Love with an Aussie. Hi, I'm a 52-year-old American living in Australia, which I love, but parts of America I do miss. Listening to you guys makes me feel a little less far away. It really is like having a catch-up with my girlfriends back in the U.S., I pay really close attention to what you are watching. Loved, loved the bear. Keep doing what you are doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, this one is from Annie644, Sari Botten episode. Thank you, EIF, for introducing me to Sari Botten and Oldster Magazine. I started reading it when Kim published her piece there, but this fantastic episode with Sari inspired me to subscribe to it. Then Sari announced she was coming to LA to promote her book, and I went to the reading. Standing in line to purchase the memoir, Sari asked the woman in front of me how she heard about her on the Everything is Fine podcast. Me too, I said. So just want to thank you guys for another great episode and introducing me and countless others to great people doing great work. Hooray. It's really nice. I love that. I love imagining Everything is Fine listeners being out in the world, seeing each other. That makes me so happy. And I see some of it in our Facebook group, which also makes me happy. The Facebook group, you guys, if you're not on it, jump to it because it's really lovely and funny and there are smart women on there and it feels like a nice community. So if that is something you're craving. Yes. And Facebook, Facebook is disgusting, but this Facebook group is very nice. So yeah. that's it. We found like a, we found love in a hopeless place. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Ramolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms. We read five-star reviews that we get on Apple Podcasts, and it really helps people find the show, and it makes a difference in our listenership. 
If you want to support the production of the show, we have a Patreon. It is patreon.com backslash everything is fine. You could throw us a couple bucks a month. We do um, special episode segments there. In which we say things we would never say on this podcast. That is true. That is true. And we also do live events that we've been remiss and we need to do a live event. Um, We do live events on Patreon as well. And the Patreon is patreon.com backslash everything is fine. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at EIF Podcast on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook, like I just said. You can email us at everythingisfinethepodcast at gmail.com. You can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. The show is mixed and edited by the great Natalie Rivera. Thank you so much again, Natalie. And we'll be back next week. Oh, and vote. Get voting. Vote, vote. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.